trying to stay above the water, but I'm sinking fast. I don't mind never winning, but I hate always coming last. I am just so to fire whoever designed the bathrooms on the Ishimura. There's like, there's like, it's, it's so confusing. There's like, sometimes there's the, there's like the men's bathroom on one level and then that that's it. And then like that's another true. place, there's a women's one and it's all by itself. And then like later on, it's like to the, the split hallway ones. And you just, first yeah. of all, it's really important to them to have them all over the place, which is good. Like good for them. Yeah, but yeah. why just one or the other <laughs> of the bathrooms? Yeah. And then you have to like take the tram to the other bathroom. It's very confusing to me. Now, th- th- yeah. Th- th- there are <laughs> levels where, the, where you have to take like an elevator to get to the, the right. women's restroom or the men's restroom. <laughs> yeah. You have to go all the way back oh. to chapter one. <laughs> what is? Yeah, I think there's some severe design flaws on this show. Yeah, it was not very well thought through. Hmm. <laughs> Clearly, although maybe that wasn't exactly their focus, but still, people are living on this thing for a long time in That's, another yeah. solar system. <laughs> Hey, if I get diarrhea, I don't want to have to wait for the elevator to right, get to the bathroom. Right, you don't want to take a tram. To, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Well, when we get the chance to design intergalactic travel, we'll be much better at it. Yeah, we probably also won't uh, start a zombie, an alien zombie apocalypse on our spaceship, right. too. We'll probably uh, put in some safeguards for that. So, Just a couple safeguards. Um, I think that's like, a bigger Like, interview complaint. the captain, see if he has any religious beliefs that we need to know about. He's the... the Especially ones that have to do with rocks on planets. There, there is a, um, there's like an audio log or a text log where they, the ship was intentionally set up with, uh, unitologists apparently. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was stocked with them. Yeah. Because of, uh, what was going on. And, um, yeah. It's funny. Like you find that, you find that audio log from the captain. He's basically trying to, you know, record something for posterity or to absolve himself or something. But then the next room over is the first mate's quarters. And it's, I think it's just a text log, but it's like, this ship is filled with unitologists. (laughs) I've I've figured it out. It's the captain and these people. And it's like this long list of, of uh, people from the ship that the first mate had found out. So like right next door, he's been trying to figure it out. So the moral of this story is when you're going out into space with a bunch of people, just, you know, have regular conversations with them and figure out what their religious beliefs are so you don't find yourself on a zombie ship like that poor first mate did. Yeah, you want to make sure somebody's not like in a cult yeah first yeah and you know if they are it's fine you know but religious beliefs people can have them if there are 30 members of the same cult on your ship that's a problem (laughs) (laughs) 
that's yeah, when I you think- start to say, hmm, McDonald's is a nice place to work. Let's go work in McDonald's rather than an interstellar mining corporation. <laughs> yeah, I think if Tom Cruise and uh, insert name of uh, of Scientology uh, <laughs> celebrities here are the captain of my ship, I'm going to be like, hmm. Just at least ask the question. Hmm. <laughs> is this, uh, this going to interfere with your duties? Nope. Is this gonna? Are we gonna have a problem? Is there uh, something going on here that I don't know about? Do yeah. I need to know about this? Hmm. Hmm. Oh well. Well, now you're prepared, and yes. that's what we aim to do here. So, welcome to yes. Game Science. This is Game Science. I'm Daniel James Barker, and I I am Jackson Nikolai. Hi, Jackson. Yeah, hi. I'm just so excited today. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we are still talking about Dead Space. Yes. And you finished your first playthrough of the first game, Jackson. So I did. Yeah. What did you think? I think it's a great game. It's a great kind of classic feel for video games. Um, playing through it, you do get this kind of railroad nature. We talked about it a little bit last episode, and uh, so we don't need to rehash it here. It is a yeah. railroad game, though. Yeah. Um, but that being said, the the kind of complex uh, plot that they have uh, that they are that you are playing through and that the that the game is telling is a really interesting plot, and uh, I think we're going to kind of dig into some more of the like really specifics in this episode. So for all of you who have now caught up to, got excited in the last episode and played through the game, this is the podcast for you. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, it it does feel a little bit long for a railroad style mm-hmm. game yeah i th- i think it's interesting you know th- they kind of change up the atmosphere towards the end of the game like they kind of get rid of like the jump scare tactic and yeah uh, like like you're gonna run into a necromorph or two every once in a while and but they're gonna be in surprising places that you're not really gonna be able to predict and uh you end up in these situations where you just go on lockdown and you're stuck with just this army of necromorphs yeah. and they're stronger than before and there's a lot of them and mm-hmm. then you die and then you have to do it again. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And there's- especially in the later half of the game, there are many more uh, complex puzzles, which also makes the situation harder. Yeah. Um, You have to like... There's a lot of tinkering that you wind up having to do and dying via tinkering to figure out some stuff. I'm thinking of specifically the asteroid that you have to release into space. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah. Did it take you a while to figure that out? I gave up, honestly. I died like <laughs> 10 times and I'm like, okay, because I, <laughs> I was trying to use, I, I felt a little cheated in that moment because the rest of the game tells you use stasis to slow down moving machinery. Yeah, and then you can't do it with <laughs> right. these specific things. So, and um, I was like, maybe I I was like, maybe this is like a very like very fine line timing type thing. So, yeah. like I tried to do timing and then like I found where um, if people have played the game, like there are these two rings that go around it. And if you have to land on the asteroid, plant something on the asteroid and then get off before yep. these rings like spin back and hit you. So I went 
I went to the spot where the rings like intersected and then they would go away. I would fly onto the asteroid <laughs> and then try and plant the thing and I still couldn't get off in time. Yep. And then and then I went to YouTube yep. and looked up a walkthrough and I felt like the biggest idiot in the world. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of the we we, pro, we won't like super spoil that moment if you're going to play it because it's fun to die a million times. Oh, but, um, of course. <laughs> but it is something that is like so um, hard to notice. But when you find it, it's like, why? Gosh, how did I waste forty five minutes? I didn't yeah. do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Are you sure? Because it sounds like you did. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What are you insinuating? <laughs> <laughs> But yes, there, there's there's a lot more of those sorts of things as you get along in the game. It's less about, you know, things coming out of air chutes and more about trying to control the wave for enough time to get the puzzle done. Yeah. Uh, there, there was um later in the game, in like the 11th chapter, when you have to move the marker, uh, like the first time you see the marker, and when it comes up, that's that's a really cool moment to me. Super just cool, story yeah. Story-wise, it's just all of a sudden it's there. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah you have to move it across the room uh because you have to get it onto the ship in the cargo bay anyway you have to fight a ton of necromorphs in there and i didn't have stace any stasis modules in that part yeah so i got lit up yeah a little bit because <laughs> just all of these necromorphs and i'm playing on a higher difficulty than you yeah so. you are yep <laughs> you had the did you the... uh what what suit uh, did you get by the end of the game? Something military. Oh, uh, well, not like at the end of the game? Because I know you unlock a military suit at the mm -hmm. end of the game, but um, within your first playthrough, did you get to the level five suit? I did. Yep. I got okay. the level five suit. Yep. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was the, there was a moment there, too, where it was like I was re I'm really excited to play through again with the military suit just to see what the cosmetic difference is. Um, but there was a point like around three or four or tier three or four that like after you got, you know, 30 panels on the suit yeah. and just got yeah. like 40 panels on the suit. And I was like, oh, OK, I'm glad yeah, I can carry really more stuff. Much. Yeah. <laughs> just more little lines of bronze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> OK, that's whatever. <laughs> I don't have to drop as many razor blades down on the ground anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um uh, so Nicole is dead. Nicole is dead. You Soup's dead. Did, did you see that coming? Not initially. Uh my so at the time that we recorded last time I was still pretty sure that she was going to be, you know, somewhere on the ship. I, you know, I I kind of had the feeling that I would see her die. Um uh on the ship well, like you, I wasn't going you, to end with a happy ending, but right. You kind of um, see her die in the you see her die in the video in the but, video, which yeah. so much could have been fixed if I mean this is assumedly he watched this video multiple times. Why didn't he just watch the last thirty seconds? So after I finished it, I uh, went back to the beginning again because I was actually trying to get to a store so I could get the military suit, but then it was taking too long, so I just went to bed. But yep. anyway, while he's watching the video, it seems to cut off itself. Oh, like it okay. goes to static. So I think it's possible he isn't actually cutting off the video. He just doesn't have the whole video. Okay. Then how does he get the whole video? Because um, Kendra well, cues that, him, right? Yeah. He, uh, she, um, 
Kendra gives him the video, says, you haven't watched it to the end. Well, I mean, now that they're on the ship, I'm guessing now they have. Oh, she maybe found the video while she was on. Because she's the hacker uh, mastermind, so she could have found the whole video. Yeah, yep. I like that. I like that. Um, So then here's here's my other qualm with the Nicole being dead thing. For the most part, they do a really good job of keeping her a, uh, you know, assumedly able to be a hallucination for him. I think there are two parts that they don't, though. And one is the first time we see Nicole in the flesh. Um, She is across this chasm and you're trying to protect her while she unlocks a door for you, essentially. Um, so she's, she, she, there are two times that she has a physical effect on the world where she's not saying Isaac do this for me. Yeah. Um, So, and the other time is, is when you're actually in the same room with her, when she's helping you bring back the shuttle, she's over by, actually, she doesn't actually do anything in that one. She's just over by the array and she tells you to, uh, override the controls and bring the ship back. But, but still that time when she's across the chasm, the door unlocks when she's done. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Well, um, you know, Isaac is in this you know, this dementious state, so we could assume yep. that the door is already actually open, and he's just um, waiting for nothing. Sure. You know, like the marker is trying to gain his trust. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Or maybe even Kendra is actually unlocking the door for him remotely, and but he thinks nicole is doing it like he right. has not like uh, like just the hallucinations are are strong enough that that's what's going on because we we see the level of hallucination that the marker can cause people it's yeah very very um intense yeah there's um, like like there's a uh i wouldn't say this is a spoiler but uh this has to do with the second game um, mm-hmm. in the second game, you know, he has hallucinate, like very vivid hallucinations the whole game. And there's a point where, um, he thinks that, uh, somebody is trying to stab him in the eye with a needle. And, uh, when the hallucination ends, he's holding the needle in his own hand. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. So we see that level of deception that it can do. So, um, that would be my solution for it is that the door didn't need to be opened from there. Yeah. I do like that the marker is manipulating him in that moment. That makes sense. Cause then my secondary point was going to be, and the necromorphs are attacking her. So they see something yeah. physical as well. But if it's all just the marker trying like the marker slash hive mind trying to win his trust, it could do whatever it wanted basically in that yeah. scenario. He could send the necromorphs to attack a blank wall. And as long as, <laughs> which makes sense because she never dies, even if you yeah. don't get them in time. <laughs> so really, I don't think so. Yeah. Well that, Ooh, the second playthrough. let's go back to that chapter. Oh yeah. You know what I should have done was I should have saved at every chapter so I can do these sorts yeah. of things. Oh, Why didn't a, I do that's a that? Point. <sighs> I'm just well, so not used to that mechanic anymore. Cause everything's auto save now. But, I think they they only let you do like so many things. I don't know if we would even be able to. Yeah. Um, also, even if we went back, you know, we w- wouldn't be able to go back with um, like the new game plus mechanic that it has. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but if you do a second playthrough, it's gonna be 
it's going to be a breeze because you got you have everything. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I played a little bit of the like uh, the first chapter, the introduction, and um, you know I had all these weapons, and then the yeah. first necromorph comes around. I shoot it like once or twice, and it's yep. dead. And I'm <laughs> yep. like, well, you got all right. <laughs> what an easy game. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, I'm glad we got there because that was gonna be that was kind of a big hitch in my mind for Nicole in general was how is she affecting the world? But I think right. I think oh, you're right um, to go that way. Let me say uh, let let me add something there. Yeah. So these two are in a very serious relationship. Isaac like and they, Nicole. Isaac and Nicole, and they meet, and like there's no. Hug and yeah. kiss moment, just like, oh my god, I missed you so much. I'm so yeah. glad you're okay. Everyone is dead. Everything's so terrible. What happened? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, th- there's no moment like that, and it's like the marker must really be manipulating his mind <laughs> if he's not like even just for a second, just being like Nicole. Yeah. Um, like, yep. Is he? It's like he's not even in a relationship with this woman. It's like he's never seen her in his life. Right. And uh, like, um, and then and then she's she's not talking like a person that like like a person. She's saying like, <laughs> yeah. make us whole. What? What? Excuse. Um. <laughs> no. Uh, yes. Uh, Nicole. Uh, quite, uh, quick question. What, what the fuck are you talking what, 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 about? What is this whole business? <laughs> um, we are. I'm here. Yeah. Like the the relationship. Like, yeah. why, why are you referencing the marker also, all the time when you do this? It's kind of kind of weird. Kind of weird. Yep. Wouldn't it suck if Nicole's necromorph was just somewhere on the ship and? You just casually <laughs> killed it. Right. Yep. Just you, gone. You would never know. No, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. You almost certainly did in the game somewhere. Probably. <laughs> um, oh, uh, so here's a question I wanted to ask in the last episode. Why are so many of the necromorphs buck-ass naked? Yeah. Well, okay, let's 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 dig into it a little bit because we see a transformation occasionally when those batwing things grab onto some of the corpses. Yeah. yeah. Um it does seem like whatever process they go through, I mean, they're substantially getting larger than a human mm-hmm. form. Um but still like you'd expect there to be like draping cloth on them in some way, like at least like a shirt sleeve yeah. or something. Yeah, and I mean there are necromorphs that just have clothes on like there are Mm -hmm. uh, necro necromorphs of engineers and they just have their suit on yep so here's my theory it's uh couldn't even get to the start of it um it's uh it's a diversion tactic ah because uh you know, a necromorph's coming at you, and you're like, "Oh, I gotta shoot this thing!" But hey, <laughs> no, hey, hey. Yeah, that's where you went with that. No, She's, I was like, "I not It's trying to kill hey. me, but it's got a nice, it's got a nice pair, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I think we talked that's about how- last episode. <laughs> 
how likely we would be to survive this scenario. And I kind of feel like that is something that we have to take into the equation now. No, I would like, I think uh, aside from, oh my God, there's a more, a mutated person, their arms, their, their arms are like out coming out of their belly now and they got like claw, yep. like giant things coming out of their, their, their shoulders and it's naked. Yep. Oh, oh, oh boy. Oh no. Yep. Not, not pleasant, please. Not no. okay. Oh, I feel, uh, I, I feel both, both assaulted and sexually assaulted. <laughs> yes. Kill it. Kill it now. Kill it, please. I don't like this. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, Jackson. My my jokes have been getting too too tame. I have to make <laughs> yeah, it up. yeah. You had to ramp it back up every once in a while. <laughs> but yeah, like you would expect that. You know, um, there, yeah, there is this huge transformation, and I can yeah. and they they thrash around a lot, so I can imagine that like it, they might come off eventually. Maybe yeah. there was just like a lot of people in bed or in the shower or something when they transformed <laughs> right. a lot of people changing <laughs> they had specific times aboard the ishimura that yeah. everyone had to do different things at like it's shower time half the crew i would not, <laughs> <laughs> i would ex, like i would not ex, um i would expect in any zombie apocalypse to find a couple of naked zombies at yeah, some point of course <laughs> You know, in that in that cartoon, I think there is the cartoon. I can't remember what it's called, um, but it it's like a uh, this like cartoon movie that's like a a, a, a prequel to this event. It uh, mm-hmm. details the events on the on the colony. I think there is a scene in there that's like in a, a women's locker room. Yeah, and there's a bunch of the naked necromorphs chasing this woman in a towel. So. I guess, like they, I guess they kind of explained it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think ultimately, I mean, <laughs> this is an amusing train of thought, uh, but I think ultimately I'll bet, I'll bet you I'm excited to play the next couple two and see oh, yeah. what they do with the animation of them. Cause I assume as time progressed, the animation of Necromorphs changed within the game and mm-hmm. some more variation was added. Oh yeah. Um, they added more. Yeah. <laughs> they they in the second one there's a necromorph that that pukes on you oh good and it slows you down too it's like it's Ugh. like necromorph stasis oh geez yeah <laughs> yeah so there's some of that in this game it's just a little bit older style of animation i wanted to work my way back around to this too where you were talking about um nicole and isaac and their kind of lack of uh emotional reaction when they meet each other yeah there's also the like least the lowest level of emotional reaction from Isaac when he sees her dying. Yeah, like it, it's like it's just a face palm, pretty he, he much. Just, oh, <laughs> no. oh, oh no! And then, <laughs> and very very quickly, I don't think uh, they must. Maybe their relationship had some problems. I don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah, it only warrants a face palm. That kind of relationship. oh no, oh no. <laughs> oh, now man. I can have her stuff. All right, I'm better. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, he wouldn't get half her stuff. That's how divorce works. Yeah, and if you're, I don't really. think dead people get the other half. 
no, no. <laughs> Her family gets the other half. That's that's yeah. what happens. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, I I do like that because it is the only time in the game where we actually do see an emotional reaction from this character that yeah. um as we talked about last time is the silent protagonist and just only reacts to the game in the way that you are controlling him but this in this instance um there is a set emotional reaction and i think that's that's good uh, yeah, a little definitely. bit underwhelming like it might have been better if he like dropped to his knees or something <laughs> like R- right yeah the only reason it's as whelming as it is is because it's it's uh juxtaposed against him not doing anything for the whole game <laughs> yeah that's true that's <laughs> like, true <laughs> so yeah i don't get i don't get that okay so um kendra in my notebook i actually just wrote traitor bitch um <laughs> okay i'm really excited you're going here because i have stuff to say about this go for it um towards the end of the game like when you bring the the marker back like she, you 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 fight tooth and nail to get it there yeah and you have to use like your kinesis module and mm-hmm. she just she just shows up and pushes a button and then <laughs> yeah. it just starts moving away and she's like i'm taking this bye, <laughs> bye. And, she, and she didn't have to do shit yeah and in the time that it takes her, you to traverse like three hallways it's back at the yeah at the shuttle like yeah. what's the point <laughs> yeah. like, okay man i just need to be a hacker that's that's the problem he is yeah. <laughs> he chose the wrong line of profession yeah yeah but so, I'm glad yeah, we're on Kendra because I think Kendra is the most awesome character in this entire game. Yeah. The most capable character by far out of anybody. The only reason she's dead is she does not have an exoskeleton suit. That's true. <laughs> she took care of herself the whole time. <laughs> Didn't need anyone. Got separated from Hammond like right away. And Had took care a of herself. pistol. <laughs> Had a pistol. Then she gets like she steals the marker the first time <laughs> and like yeah or yeah and goes off the ship so she's winning there and then she gets the ship starts to come back via autopilot she escape pods out and manages yeah. to land on the planet <laughs> with the escape pod steal the marker back get it all the way back to the ship and then suffers the same amount of damage that isaac does the only difference is she's just her, she just has skin, so she yeah, dies. Yeah, <laughs> like it would, what a badass character. <laughs> I think she would. I I think she would have lived if she didn't hesitate because, like, she staggers a bit when she yeah. sees this hive mind tentacle like come yep. uh, come uh, up from the canyon, and like I think if she didn't hesitate, like she was like, oh my god, and then yep. and then mm-hmm. dies. And she I think if she fine. didn't hesitate and just ran onto the ship, she would have been fine. And yep, then Isaac would, won. Isaac would be there fighting the thing and then die. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. She is she is pretty badass, but yep. also she's she's a dick. She's also a traitor, but Yeah. <laughs> but against what? A dementia ridden engineer who sees his girlfriend everywhere and is taking the marker back to the hive? <laughs> Yeah, that's I mean, just because we have perspective, that's a good thing. But if I was on the ship, I wouldn't be saying, you know what we should do? Give this marker back to the alien creature. (laughs) I don't know. I I could I think I could be convinced if I didn't know anything about it. And like if they were saying if we give it back to to it, 
it's gonna calm down and everything's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Like it just wants it just wants it back, and then I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Think, uh, yeah. We should we should talk about about the marker a little. Yeah. Bit. Let's let's get into the marker and the hive mind. So, at the end of the game, we find out this is not a divine or even alien device. This is a human-made thing. So what happened is a um, couple hundred years ago, uh, the Black Marker... Uh, did I just say my last name there? Yep. <laughs> I think so. The Black Barker. The Black Marker. The Black Marker uh, was found on Earth in the Chicxulub Crater, which is the crater where uh, the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs is. It was excavated Ooh. by Michael Altman, who was a geophysicist and a professor of anthropology, and uh, they dug it up. I will not spoil the book for you. There is a book called Dead Space Martyr, and that details the events that go on there. According to the Church of, of, of Unitology, <laughs> Scientology. <laughs> They're too similar. <laughs> um, according to the Church of Unitology, um, he was killed by the government, and the government hid the marker. So there's a there's a conspiracy behind it. So after that, the U.S. government started building markers, and they put them on these remote planets because they didn't want outbreaks to happen again. Right. So this is one of the ones they put there. They were trying to study them and trying to use them as an energy resource. So then they build this red marker, a reverse engineered version of the black marker, and then they make it illegal to go to Aegis 7. We know that these markers are sources of unspeakable power in a sense that we can use them as an energy resource. And also, they're very uh, interesting because like, they're alien. We, we want to figure out where, where these are from. And I think it's interesting, again, you know, we're running into this same theme again that we went into in our last two games, is you have people that are pursuing knowledge at all costs. Yeah. But the CEC is not EarthGov. They're kind of sent there by, like, the Church of Unitology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it seems suggested that maybe the church knew that it was there. Um, I'm not sure how they would have known that, but um, maybe they did. Because, I mean, they did put uh, unitologists on the crew. So they, they must have had some insider information. Yep. Um, so what the marker is, the original one, the black marker, is an alien artifact. And these are copies that humans made based on that artifact, trying to reverse engineer it. And basically, it is a signal generator it's a kind of sort of sentient signal generator that will um change dna so if a marker is activated within a certain range of that marker um humans and i assume other sentient beings in the universe uh depending on uh what species you are you know, they start to experience dementia, start to go crazy, start to kill themselves and each other. You end up with dead bodies, and these bodies um, turn into necromorphs. And the yep. necromorphs are designed specifically to kill other living organisms to create more dead bodies, so it can create more necromorphs. So it clearly has some sort of agenda. 
Yep. And we see that it has an incredible power to just take human DNA and human tissue and form it into whatever it wants. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the hive mind comes from is probably the last time that they tested this thing on Aegis 7 and maybe some other people that were on the colony. So what do you think is the ultimate motivation of the marker, Jackson? Because that is not addressed in this game. I, mm. I know it myself. I will not reveal it in this podcast because sure. it doesn't have to do with this game. But what do you think is the motivation of the marker? That's a great question. I don't, I mean, I don't feel like I have been given enough information uh, via the game to, to really know that yet. Um, because, because for the most part, the creatures in the game that we interact with, their prime motivation is to get the marker and bring it back. Um, that's, that's what the marker is working hard to do via all its manipulations of people, uh, all the way down to the, you meet one, the, the kind of only crew member from the ship that you meet that you like kind of is, uh, Terrence Kine and Terrence Kine is focused on getting the marker back down. And right. you also, you also see, uh, or hear some of his lines. He's talking to someone else. Uh, this he refers to her as Amelia. You're not really sure who exactly she is, but yeah. he is experiencing a hallucination as well, and is kind of promising this person that he will get the marker back down, and everything will be okay once he gets the markers back. The marker yeah. back down. Um, so most of the motivation that we interact with with the marker is just get it back to the planet. Yeah. Um, what what I would be really if 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 I had played this game when I was 17, for instance, and did mm -hmm. a lot more of just like hanging out, playing a video game, um, the uh, there's you, you get a language key at one point in the game. And uh, it's it's the language key for all the kind of scrollings along the wall in this weird hieroglyphic almost alphabet. Um, and you Wait. see you. What was that? There, there's a language key? Yeah. I'll send you the picture I of did, it. I didn't find that. <laughs> I didn't know it's, there was a language key. Yeah, it's like written in blood across a TV screen in oh. one of the rooms. And you see it and it's gone. But I snapped a picture of it. So oh, I'll send nice, it to you. Nice, nice, nice. Um, but all along the marker are is this text scrolled on yeah. the outside of the marker. And it's all in that language. And you see that language more and more as you go through the game. So I would absolutely be going through the game a second time and like finding all the bathroom stalls that this text is scrawled on and seeing like okay. what the marker was speaking to people yeah. but <laughs> i don't feel like the just the you know english narrative of the story has given me enough to really know what the the core of the red marker is trying to do uh beyond in this case get it back to its hive right and I mean, it's interesting because the, the original markers are of alien origin. The black mark, the, 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 the red marker, that, that's something I should mention. Last, last time I referenced this marker as the black marker, the black marker is the original one that was found on Earth in the Chicxulub crater. Yes. So self-correction. Sorry about that. The red marker, the reverse engineered one made by humans, still behaves alien-like. So I think it's interesting that you can like build this thing that like is part of like an, an, another alien species kind of right like we made this and then it 
changed everything to aliens. Like that's yeah, that's really interesting. Um, what I'm what I'm really intrigued by is is getting to play more and kind of learn more about the black marker itself because. Um, assumedly this is kind of like a reverse engineer process. Yeah. And right now my opinion is, well, when the humans reverse engineered it, um, they got something wrong. Like, like clearly the, the, the black marker hit the earth at the time of the dinosaurs and there wasn't a bunch of necromant necromorphs running around since then. <laughs> so there is something about the human re in, in, in I don't know. Like, you know, but uh, this is my opinion right now that there must be something wrong with the human invented markers that made them get them off the planet. Should I tell you if you're correct or not? I don't know. I don't mind. But do we want to spoil the surprise? <laughs> well, I don't know if there's a surprise because, I mean, this is kind of in the book. Right. OK. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell me. Go for it. Um. I want to know. Okay, Can so if anybody me? wants to, uh, um, if anybody's going to read the book, maybe just don't listen for the next 45 seconds. Right. The black marker also creates necromorphs. Okay. There is an outbreak on planet Earth, um, a, a very small one, very contained one. Um, and uh, Michael Altman sees this happen. And what he does is he destroys the facility that the marker is contained in. Mm -hmm. And then uh, some people kill him and then use his DNA to get information about how to make other markers. Ooh. And that's where we are now. Gotcha. But so the black marker was never recovered? No, I don't. I think it was destroyed. Oh, you can destroy it. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think. Um, I'm, I'm not entirely... I, I would need to reread the book. Sure. Um, but basically, the black marker also creates necromorphs. So I'm not okay. sure exactly what the difference is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but, so yeah. yeah, like, what is the... So, so now the difference becomes, you know, why is the... What is... Are there other color markers? I assume there were if the red marker was a distinction. Mm, not in the games other than okay. that. Um, and we're not entirely sure where the markers even come from. I mean, there's a lot of mystery surrounding the markers. And there's a lot in the universe that still isn't explained. Like, that question doesn't seem to yeah. be explained. And I think, you know, that's part of the appeal of the game is things are mysterious. Yeah. You know, here's mm -hmm. this alien thing. We don't know about it. What's it doing? Why is it doing this? I uh, like what what's the process behind this? How did this get here? Like it's it's mm -hmm. it's all about mystery. And I think yeah. that's the hook of the of the video game a mm -hmm. lot. The third game really um establishes a lot more a lot more stuff. But I don't think they go too over the top with revealing stuff. Because, uh, you know, a lot of franchises can uh, make that mistake of yeah. adding mystery to something and then later kind of ruining that mystery by just saying, oh, yeah, it was this this whole time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rather than leaving it kind yeah. of open source almost. Yeah. Yeah. So. That is an interesting, really kind of cool element of this game is. You know, you think about you, when we think about the mysteries of the past right now, there's always this extra filter, which is, well, we didn't 
store data back then. So we actually, yeah. if we're going to figure out anything, we're going to have to go back and find a piece of paper that someone put in a jar that was somehow sealed and put underground and then get it out of there, wherever it is, not destroy it when we bring it out. And then maybe we learn something about the past. Mm-hmm. Um, this is interesting because there is so much mystery centered around this stuff, uh, just 500 years in the future. And yeah, it's in the midst, in the midst of a data centric civilization, this happened, the, the, the precursing events of this story happened and it's still mm-hmm. either been locked down tight enough by government or church or lost. Um, Mm -hmm. just people forgot (laughs) like that is even within the context of a data storing civilization to have people forget is, um, yeah, yeah. An interesting and compelling, uh, kind of, it's not a, not really a quandary. It's just a interesting space for your head to be in. Like so often we think that we're locking in on what we are at this point and barring a global catastrophe where everything shuts down, we will know the next generations will know so much more about the world than what, than, uh, than what we did when we started prior to computers. Um, but yeah, to still have so much mystery associated with it is, is, is exciting in that context. I I mean, right now we live in a world where absolutely everything is, you know, recorded, which for posterity reasons is probably pretty good. Um, (laughs) But I mean, you know, there's, of course, like controversies about uh, privacy and yada, yada. Um, Like, you know, if I send a Snapchat to somebody, um, even though that Snapchat disappears, uh, Snapchat still has that Snapchat. Yep. Like that's and there are still you know, there. websites that keep track of, uh, you know, tweets when they come out. So even if you delete the tweet, you could like if you pay enough money, you can go to a site that legally like not even like you're not even dark netting. Right, you're like yeah, legally yeah. going to a site and paying for an account that keeps track of everything the Internet ever did. Yeah. And I mean, there's like a Internet rewind sites where you can just look at things like yep. that. Uh, look at websites the way they were on this date. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, to imagine like data getting lost in a civilization where things are certainly a lot more recorded than even that would be interesting. I don't know. So real quick before we move on, I just wanted to mention something else about the marker. Um, Its design is really interesting because it it has like two um, distinct like features. It it's a helix so it like resembles dna which yeah. is interesting in the fact that um it changes dna that's what it does and it also like you know um it's kind of like devil horns you know yeah i'm vaguely reminiscent of that yeah so it's like it represents like just its function and also just the the evil hidden within it yes um in the subsequent games you know how like um you know, like they, it comes up at a point, um, and it's still like in the helix at the, at the in the subsequent games. The uh, especially the third one, I think, um, maybe only the third one. The uh, the tip of the horns actually go out a little bit, so okay. it's like they were trying to emphasize that more in the next yeah. games. Do yep. you ever see the black marker? No. Okay. I want like I I wonder that too like is that human influence as well like indicating what it is or did the original marker look like that as well? Um. 
Because that's the, that's the difference between like a society putting its own print on it right. and like co- the cosmos saying what it is. Well, well there's <laughs> there's images of it. I guess we never directly see it because we're yeah. Um, but we see images of it, and I think it's it's very highly implied that it's you know the design is basically the same. Sure. You know. Okay. Um, so I don't think humanity's putting any of its like sort of influence on it. I think, um, that's just the developers putting some sort of sure, creepiness yeah. onto it. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's some tech stuff, uh, that we didn't get to in the last episode that, uh, we're yeah, yeah. really excited to get to in this episode. Um, so one of the first things we wanted to talk about were, the the rigs, Mm-hmm. which is uh, which serves as your health bar in the game which i think is really interesting and everybody has these yeah so mm-hmm. yeah what uh tell me about those jackson yeah so basically the visual representation of the rig is this kind of pipe on your back that has uh yeah. varying levels of uh bluish light in it and uh that's what you are meant to perceive as your health and um and uh Normally, they are attached to some other sort of metal. For uh, for Isaac, it is a full metal exoskeleton suit. For most of the other people, it's just kind of like um, it just kind of some. It's like a vest, basically, that they have on. It just kind of clips around the front or is integrated into their suit. But yeah. um, there is some there is some constructs uh, surrounding it. But certainly for Isaac, it is very much a part of his exoskeleton. It's not like. Exoskeleton is the wrong word. What's a good word for his suit? Um, um, body armor is not quite right because mm. it's like it, it. The kind of we talked about this a little bit last game is it. It is very indicative of an engineer's suit. Like yeah, it, it looks like something you would use to weld with or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and it it steers away from that in the second game because you're not on the station there to do right to do engineering work you're there to do to to take names and kick ass um <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh i don't know what to call his suit i don't know just just his suit i don't know yeah, his, suit. His, his, suit. Fine. his suit it's fine um but yeah everyone else doesn't have as as aggressive a rig as isaac does yeah it's like just the pipe part you know um yeah but like mm-hmm. it's it's so in integrated into this like society and even in the subsequent games we see pretty much everybody always has them even really like, so casually. it's even like a, like a civilian yeah. thing too yeah huh okay because like in my mind i was like treating it in in terms of feasibility because that's what we do here on game yes. science um I was kind of treating it as like I was trying to figure out how to transfer it to almost like a shield property, which, um, you know, makes makes a little bit more sense because and, and I was actually kind of a fan of the idea because most people can only really deal with one hit from a necromorph. Right. So the rigs allow them to, you know, have some sort of buffer for for uh, death. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so civilians have it, too. So it's more like something everyone wears yeah yeah like um you see just people with it um and in the third game you see isaac wake up in his apartment with it on like it it's 
it's just so important in this society. I'm not sure why. I think that might be something that they could have changed. Maybe like there, mm-hmm. there are probably situations where you don't really need this all the time. Yeah. And isn't there a line like right at the beginning of the game, like everyone sinks up their rigs mm. to the ship and like yeah. gets health from the ship or something? Well, they don't get health. It's just like they turn on the rigs. Right. And it's like if everybody has these just all the time, like Nicole, at least her apparition has yep. one. Like you would think people would just, they would already have these on, you know? Right. But she was. I get it from a game point, a gameplay standpoint, because they're kind of introducing this thing to you and saying, "Hey, here's how your health is being measured in this game." Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it is a cool yeah. way to do health. You know, not a health bar, rather you're yeah. looking at the character's physical body and seeing, "Oh shoot, my rig's really low. I need to health up here." But I, I think from a personal standpoint, the fact that it's on your back is not very. Like you'd have to go find somebody and ask, "Hey, how how am I looking back there?" <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, the same with your stasis. Yeah. Like both of them are on the back of you. Yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like it was made to be for third person view or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could um, I could imagine how that might be something useful in like a battlefield or something where you can see sure. all of your um, uh, all of your cohorts your teammates uh and see how they're doing health wise yeah mm-hmm. and maybe that that weird like little chest screen of his gives him more information yeah. than we're giving him credit for yeah i'm sure he probably like yeah he probably knows like by via other means but like a, yeah. a normal person just without a suit on like how are they gonna know yeah without asking somebody mm-hmm. or looking in a mirror yeah yep wouldn't Always that be carry like, a mirror with you? That would be a that would be a mean prank to say to somebody, like um, <laughs> like go uh, like go up to your Warner friends. Hey John, your rig's red. What? Yeah, your rig's what? what? Oh yeah, dude, it's really red, dude. You should oh, probably wow, go see a doctor. It's draining fast too, uh, man. Oh, it's oh, a, oh, oh ah. you got about thirty seconds. What the fuck are you talking? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No, it's it's fine. Oh, it's uh... Dave, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Dang it, I, Dave. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I'm gonna put you on the Ishimura. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... that'd be so mean. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah when you get like higher level suits it increases the amount of health that you have right so um well well does it though or do the nodes increase your hit points because i think the no, suits you, you get more hit points and uh uh inventory space with your suits okay hmm I yeah know okay this. I fact. know this. Okay, I believe you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, okay, yeah. That's um. So yeah, the better the suit, the more health you have. Better it's confusing. Armor. Better armor, I guess. The better, yeah, the better arm. But then, like, well, this would be interesting. Then, so then we would. What we need to do is compare the. Uh, the uh how much of the health bar is in the rig of the people without armor compared to his lowest level rig his right. first level rig so we've talked a little bit about health 
before. Mm-hmm. We talked about it in Overwatch. Um, but this is like different because if this is a because Overwatch, you know, that we talked about the idea like, OK, if your health isn't zero, you can still fight. You are not incapacitated. Right. Um, in this context, it's different because if everybody's just wearing one, like how do you quantify health? Mm, yeah. You because, OK, I am not a an obese man. I am not. Um, I, I wouldn't even say I'm a fat man. I'm I'm pretty average. Would would you say that, Jackson? Yes, I'm, I would echo that. I think I'm a, a pretty average person. Yeah. Um. So I'm healthy in that way, mm-hmm. but I also have a terrible diet. <laughs> sure. So there are like, deg- you can be healthy in one way. Mm-hmm. And not healthy in another. Like, right. you could have a healthy liver, but have unhealthy kidneys, for example. Yeah. Or high blood pressure, or high cholesterol, or just any number of things. Um, yeah. I've, um, I've been hospitalized for pancreatitis before, mm-hmm. and... That's a very specific place in your body to be unhealthy, but I'm right. not, oh, I'm, but I can breathe. I'm not overweight and like I can walk. So what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And how does it translate into how 500 years from now humans treat a health thing? Yeah. Like, how do you quantify that? Like, it it almost seems to indicate that this thing is like integrated into humanity now if if everyone's wearing it i feel like i just don't have enough information with this like yeah. if 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 we're continuing if you continue the line of thought through and you know just every day people go to sleep and wake up with a rig on yeah that that doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me <laughs> <laughs> um maybe they've streamlined healthcare so well right where just there there's no more specialties anymore mhm like everything is just you're good or you're not yep maybe the healthcare is just like so good i mean they they have health packs that you can yep. just take um well, well, hmm. let's do the let's do this real quick. So, uh, rig stands for resource integration gear, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so let's let's say I, I like where you're going with the with the healthcare. That basically, uh, you know, the the bio part of humans is just either in good shape or it's done. Like that's where we've gotten. Um, so then it becomes uh, how good your tech is. And how good your mm. resources are that you've integrated into Ooh. your human form. Okay. Yeah. I like where so you're going na- with this. Yep, yep, yep. So 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 now everyone everyone just wears the rig because A, this this version of the future is a, is a very industrialized future. It's not like we didn't find alien species besides the marker and you know trade with them and trade technology and stuff like that. We didn't yeah. become more streamlined. Rather, we our own terrestrial industrialized tech became space. Yes. Um so this, I mean, this more invasive version of wearable tech 
makes sense as a progression of industrialized tech. So something very um, invasive, <laughs> really, like you have to wear a cord on your back, um, is is what powers your tech. So as you are, you know, going through the world, you can have damage done to your tech. And when that when that damage reaches a point that your integrated tech becomes unusable, if you have enough integrated tech, that's effectively death. Um, like if you are carrying tech inside of you that you are using resources that you are using and they need power. And as long as they're integrated enough that they cause that they substantially affect behavior, that could absolutely constitute either for sure passing out, if not hmm. death. Hmm. Here's another, another idea. Yeah. that I just thought of. Um, maybe like uh, how low your rig is is how important it is for you to get medical attention. Mm, okay. So like I mentioned, there are specific things that are unhealthy. Um, but like you, you can have parts of your body that are unhealthy and parts that are healthy. Maybe if your rig is low, it's saying for whatever reason, whether your hands cut off or you're <laughs> disemboweled or or you're having a heart attack it's saying this is how urgent your medical situation is and it's not being specific about what the problem is it's just sure. saying here you have a problem that needs immediate medical attention mhm mm i think that like could make sense I like that. So like it's like a sensor for your overall body body health. Yes. Um and instead so, of instead of just quantifying the general health of your body, it's just saying all right, there's a problem now. Right. Whatever Get it checked that out is. or else you might die. Yes. Um so I I do like that a lot. I think um the uh, the the kind of secondary wish of the other one was to figure out a way that basically health potions yeah yeah could work but i think i think w what it winds up yeah. doing is just saying health potions work yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. because because like you know say isaac never gets his hand cut off other than when he dies yeah um but like essentially you're drinking what looks like either a, a potion tube or like a a, a, <laughs> a stack of shots of potion tubes. Um, and uh, so basically if it's reading your health is getting low, some sort of adrenaline boost or something right, is in those right. potions. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, tooting my own horn, I think, I like my idea the best I do, in yeah. and, and just in terms of interpretation of health. Yeah. Like if you're having a heart attack, it's going to go to red. If you're, mm -hmm. if you've got appendicitis, it's going to be like yellow or something like, you know, yeah. um, just the level of danger that you are currently in physically. Yeah. I think that's, I, I think that's good. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. I think sensors, just sensing your general health also is a much less like we don't have to dream up as much about the invasiveness of human technology um, via, you know, implanting different tech that is powered by this. Rig. Right. Right. So, yeah. But then but then, you know, we have to go back to the armor thing again. Right. Why is he wearing armor? Well, I yeah, mean, no, not 
not just why is he wearing armor, but like the the fact that as you get better armor, you get better better health. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, that would indicate that. Um, I mean, it's that, almost like it's it's reading that this is a better suit. Yeah, like, or, which can, maybe it is. Maybe it's saying, all right, here is the like you know in overwatch how if you add armor to yourself it's got like a yellow spot where that armor is mm-hmm. and then it's got yep. just the white spot where your health is so maybe it's like there's a set spot that's like all right here's the integrity of your suit right right now. something like that yeah i don't know moving on i don't know if there was much else to we, we definitely want to get into uh unitology but I think we're going to save that for next episode because yeah. that's a whole episode sort of talk. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, uh, stasis and kinesis. Oh yeah, let's touch briefly on those. Okay. I think I think those are pretty pretty quick, because um, ultimately, <laughs> well, we'll see where we get with them. But um, yeah, throughout the game, you are are asked to use stasis and kinesis to interact with puzzles and pieces of the ship. You can also use them on the necromorphs. Um, to a certain extent, especially stasis. Um, yeah. You wind up using that a lot on the necromorphs. Um, but yeah, let's, I don't know, let's talk about, let's do stasis first. Um, what do you think about, it's animated almost like the force or like electricity yeah. or. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it and slows down, it doesn't slow down time, it slows down one thing. How do you mean? Like, you're still running at a normal speed. And everything but the one piece of machinery oh, you okay. are slowing you down is moving at a normal speed, but that one piece of machinery slows down. It's like you're slowing down the time for that thing. Yeah. Um, hmm. And also, like, it, we see that stasis can even affect, like, how gravity affects something. Yeah. Like, bridges falling and stuff like that. Yeah. So, it's like it doesn't only affect... Um, it doesn't only just affect how that thing moves it affects like how the rest of the universe affects it but that doesn't yeah. make sense because you can slow things down and then shoot them and then that still affects them right hmm. it would make more sense to me if it was like a cryo sort of scenario yeah where yeah. like you freeze equipment or you freeze something and it needs to slow down as a result of it yeah i mean uh in terms of feasibility i have I don't think I have any idea. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's an interesting concept, but I don't, mm-hmm. I, I can't think of anything in, in, in physics that would allow this to happen. Right. Especially for that isolation. Huh. It'd be one thing if like, like we could make the jump that somehow they had discovered, you know, some sort of ability to control time and thus you like stop time, everything. Like a time particle. <laughs> Yeah, like a time particle. (laughs) But it's not that. It's like really specific to one thing. Yeah. Uh, It's like you're just shooting some sort of energy at them that just says, all right, stop moving. It's harder to move now. Mm -hmm. But again, then there's the whole gravity thing. Things don't fall. They fall at at the rate that they would if they were moving at... they they fall at a slower rate. They're, the gravity yeah. doesn't affect them in the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you... Well, that's interesting. I don't think it's any more feasible, but could you, like, lessen something's gravity? 
Um, I think they can because when you're on the planet in the last level, there is a zero gravity um, vent that you end up yep. going through. Mm-hmm. So clearly they have harnessed gravity not only to create gravity, but also to deny gravity from affecting something. Right. So in this universe, they seem to have that technology, but that would have to be like separate from just slowing things down. So maybe it's like integrated together. They have something that slows things down and something that affects the gravity of the thing as well, because they just need to use it that way. I don't know. That still doesn't solve how it's delivered via yeah. basically the force. Yeah. It's. <laughs> just, man. It's not even like, because you have to aim to do it. It's not even like it's an attachment on whatever gun you're using. It kind of just. Yeah. Out from him. And it, it doesn't even work on everything. Right. Like, for instance, the stupid asteroid thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The thing Jackson wasn't stuck for 45 minutes on. Yeah. Who said that? Not me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I've washed my hands. Yep. I agree. We'll pull a pilot on this one. All right. Um, <laughs> um, so, now we're on to Kinesis. Kinesis. Um... <laughs> I, think, I like I like that they use kinesis and not telekinesis. Right. That's that's from your mind. Nod. That's a superpower. Yep. yep. Um <laughs> I think uh we could uh um chalk this up to their um understanding of gravity, their harnessing of gravity. I think that absolutely could if if they can control gravity as well as they clearly can. Yep. Then they can definitely do kinesis. Yep. Just all I right, think I agree. I'm moving this thing now. Yeah. But it's, so then, how the delivery mechanism then is where where we start to wonder, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's again, I, well, well, hold on. This this might be a way out of this one. This might be what the suit is for, because no one else uses kinesis outside of the suit. Right. So. Maybe the suit is designed to uh, be the, oh, here, I'm going to pitch to you. Okay. What would something, what would like the source be that could like the, 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 the grounding source for pulling something towards one? Well, he, he puts on a kinesis module at some point. So mm-hmm. that yeah, that's right. It's like, uh, it's, <laughs> I love bringing this back up every <laughs> once in a while. It's like that Django Fett thing on his arm, right? <laughs> what, his, his launcher? Yeah, his, the launcher. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe like he's shooting like uh, gravitons at something and, yeah. but like controlling it is the thing. How would mm-hmm. he be controlling it? Well, uh, the way the game works, it's kind of like, I yeah, mean, there's like a, there's like a beam coming out of, is a beam coming out, but then you like turn your body to get something to move. Mm-hmm. Like you turn your point of view. So maybe it yeah. is just like establishing a link between two things and yeah. then moving the one side of the link. Yeah. So what establishes that link is the thing. Cause mm-hmm. you, you can't just like shoot gravitons at something and then <laughs> right. establish a link. Um, 
Hmm. And there is like it, like even when your range increases on your telekinesis, unless it is uh, via nodes in the game, not like in real life. Um, also, it's not telekinesis; it's kinesis. Um, hmm. <laughs> even when the range increases, it still will. Like if if you grab a piece of ammo that's floating way away with your kinesis, it still flies to within a finite range of you. Yeah. Um. Um. It's a tough one. Yeah. It's a, I like it, where it, you're going with the gravitons, though. Yeah, I mean that's. I, it it must have something to do with their understanding of gravity, I think. But just the where it breaks down for me is the the link, I guess. But you know they have things like gravity tethers, so they can they can pull things in like that. So yeah, they they know something I don't. Um, with my understanding of physics and science, I do not see any way that this could work. Right. Uh, just off the top of my head. I yeah. mean, it, it's 500 years in the future. Maybe they, they've probably learned a lot, <laughs> yeah. but I just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? There's no AI in this game. Ooh. Artificial intelligence like, doesn't exist in this game. Everything is like run by humans pushing yeah. buttons. Mm-hmm. There's mm. no robots. There's no, there's no nothing. Yeah. That's interesting. Maybe they I don't know may- what that means though. Like me neither. <laughs> maybe they ran maybe ex- while they were experimenting with AI eventually they just ran into like problems of like yeah. you know the moral quandaries that we ran into and at some point they just said, "All right, we're we're just not going to do that we're anymore." Done. Yeah. The other thing too is that that space travel in this game was not born out of uh glorious intent or noble desire it was born out of necessity yeah yeah earth is dying and running out of resources yeah and they just had to get off the rock to other rocks Mm -hmm. to survive (laughs) so it's less like we progressed so gloriously as a civilization that now we rule the stars it is we needed to mine things. Yeah, because we're <laughs> so, screwed otherwise. Yeah, so I I, I think it uh, th- that's kind of why this game is so gritty. It's almost yeah. like the best parts of or the the most idealized parts of what we think of space travel like were left by the wayside because we were just needing to survive. Yeah, because we just had to build the ships very quickly. You know. Yep. It's like it's like trying to build a fleet during wartime. You just yeah. you, you you just uh, um. Uh, ration metal and and yeah. <laughs> just just get any resources you can so you can melt it down and just make this crappy tank that's going to break down <laughs> yeah. every 30 minutes on the battlefield mm-hmm. <laughs> because you <Yep>. need it <laughs> does it float can it carry a cannon all right excellent it's gotta go <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep. yeah that's that's absolutely true everything is very just just very um not streamlined just very like just so industrialized so oh man i don't even uh i can't think of any adjectives to use Scrap, right scrappy is yeah, kind of the yeah, word yeah like it's like we got okay we got here now what i don't know let's let's build a thing yeah <laughs> that thing worked let's keep building that thing yeah kind of <laughs> like <laughs> kind of like serenity or firefly yeah very know? much like firefly there's mm-hmm. every, everything's like salvaged almost like there's yeah not streamlined just very 
we 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 put this together because that's what we had to do yeah hmm Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to say about uh, Kinesis other than that. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, we're about uh, out of time with this episode. I think so. Yep. Yeah, and we'll be excited to talk about, uh, uh, I said Scientology again, um, Unitology <laughs> in the next episode. John Travolta's episode. coming after you. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> boy. It's going to dance you right off the face of the world. Okay. I don't know. He doesn't scare me. He doesn't seem like a very scary person. <laughs> you don't know. Um. <laughs> uh. Well, thank you all very much for listening yes. to this one. We're going to do at least one more uh, in this uh, realm of Dead Space before we move on to another game. Yeah. And, uh, and so we, tune in next week for talking about that more. And we have no idea what our next game is going to be. We're still uh, no. talking about that. It might be a shorter one because mm-hmm. um, we're looking at getting to Doom sometime in the future. Because yeah. Jackson is visiting later this month, and uh, he's never played any of it, and I want to play yeah. it with him when he gets here. And we're going to try and record something while he's here. So, uh, yeah. And keep we're, an eye out in general. Sure. Like, over the next couple months, as we, we do more stuff, we're gonna we're coming up with different ideas for things. We might yeah. do some videos. We might... Th- th- we're talking about what it looks like to stream. So, yeah, as we're getting Twitch excited... Yeah, as we're getting excited about it, we wanted to share that with you and let you know that we have more ideas coming down the line for some other sort of maybe video based or just more content as well. Yeah. And if you want to chime in on what some of those ideas should be, you should check us out on our social media. Yeah. We've We've got got Facebook. Yeah. Twitter. Instagram. Twitter. I already said Twitter. (laughs) Twitter. G, uh, I, oh, I did this the other time too. <laughs> email yes. on Gmail at uh, gamesciencepodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And you can uh, email us there, talk to us on social media, say, mm-hmm. say comments. Listen on, yep. Tell Listen us on SoundCloud, iTunes. Yeah. Um, and uh, if there's something you want us to talk about, something you want us to address in a game that we're talking about, just uh, send us an email or send us a message on those uh, social media. All that stuff's going to be in the description. And, yes, indeed. Um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, follow us on there. Uh, review the show on iTunes. It helps people see. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, that's a one star. Um, <clears throat> review the show. <laughs> Review the show on iTunes. That really helps people see the show. And uh, please share it with your friends if you uh, like listening to us talk as much as we like talking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, let people Ain't know about us. If you know somebody that likes podcasts and video games, hey, maybe they'll just might like our podcast. So yeah, uh, what? Uh, I mean, it's it's free. What's the what's it's the free. harm? Just just yeah. just say hey, check out Game Science. Pretty good, or something. Mm-hmm. Something, something along the lines of that <laughs> of, of good right good yes good adjacent <laughs> yes <laughs> good adjunct yeah um <laughs> got anything you're playing excited to play jackson oh yeah there's that um oh that completely blindsided me i've been dead spacing for so long um let's see i i am excited about the Fortnite business mm-hmm. um they they did some kind of fun releasey stuff for avengers so that's fun yeah they added um, thanos yeah <laughs> um oh what else there's 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 so much good stuff coming out soon god of war came out also ooh, this is uh, i'll use my time to kind of uh, present this to you because this is oh, a community okay. that will get it all right um the so you saw Avengers, yes? Yes, I did. I'm going to spoil a part of Avengers. So if if that is bad for you, all of you all, 
thanks for listening. Have a nice week. Um, <laughs> but uh, Avengers has this hammer, or uh, Thor's uh, new hammer is an axe that flies around and comes back to him. A lot like God of War. Oh. <laughs> and I just wonder Ew. if there was any professional courtesy exchanged. Like, hey, God of War mm. people, Thor's going to get his hammer pretty soon. And it's they're both Norse hammers, so <laughs> just be sure it's slightly different. I guess I guess we would have to see what's in the comics. Yeah, well, the comics he does have a battle axe. Oh, it's, okay. I mean, yeah, it's 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 preordained certainly, but God of War, not as necessarily as preordained to have the hammer of whatever that he throws right. around and comes back to, or the the axe of whatever that he throws around and comes back to him. So I found that to be kind of interesting. Nice. How about your own self? Uh, I got nothing, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, I mean, I just, um, you know, I'm, I'm starting, uh, I've started the new job and <laughs> my schedule yep. is so messed up. Like I don't have time to play video games as much. Yeah. So, and we've been blitzing dead space yeah, this time. Yeah. So yeah. And I mean, we're yep. recording this on Thursday, which is a day after we released because um, I work this weekend. Yeah. And so, yeah, we really we really had to blitz through dead space and it's a yeah. it's kind of a long game not like not unusual like horizon long. zero dawn long yeah. but <laughs> but you know it, you're still going to get a good 10 hours out of it at least yeah at least yeah so yeah I've just been blitzing that i don't know what i'm looking forward to right now um yeah so oh, oh i know what i'm looking oh. forward to someday when i have a computer that can handle it is total war just did a uh a, a, a kings of britannia uh version of of total war which is a, a massive strategic okay. uh, armies moving sort of game and i love british history and the british isles so okay. i am super excited once i get a pc to dominate the british isles in <laughs> medieval irish fashion <laughs> <laughs> um Jackson we still haven't played Age of Empires together. I know. Mike we, my, yep. we need to do that soon. Uh, we could do it while I'm there maybe. Oh yeah, know. that's a, that's a good idea. Yes. Okay. We'll, well see everyone. <laughs> you, we, yeah. we can handle our planning outside of the episode. Yeah, but thanks can. for listening everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh got nothing else to say. Yep. All right. Uh this has been game science. I'm Jackson Nikolai. I'm Daniel James Barker. <laughs> I'm supposed to say game science in this part, but I didn't. I said it first. <laughs> Germ should, 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 should I try again? <laughs> no. Okay. Keep it. Game on. Game on. Game on. What do you need me to shout it? Game on. <laughs> See you next week. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, I'm stopping now.
He froze. Jackson. Daniel. Jackson. Oh, no. Well, this is for later, I guess. I'm all by myself right now. Just kind of talking into the nothingness about deep space. <laughs>